Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Thursday, the 1st of December. It's 8.35am. This can mean only one thing. It is House of Property time. We are live on Facebook and YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, but I cannot do this show alone, however much I'd like to. I have to have my friend and colleague, the grifter with me. Katie, good morning, good morning. How the devil are you, my darling? I'm very, very good. Thank you, Martin. Thank you for that lovely introduction. And of course, you are assuming that we just have hundreds of people watching us live, but you can tune in and you may be listening to this on Catch Up on Spotify and Apple or wherever you get your podcast. So hello, look, look, look. good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are watching this, you are welcome at House of Property anytime. <laughs> How are you, my darling? How's your week been? What's going on in the market? Tell me, tell me, tell me. We've been all over the place last few weeks. We've been in America, we've been in negotiated conferences. We've been sat at the and on the Home Staging Association conference. We've been a little bit all over the place. What our listeners yeah. really want to know is what anchors our show, which is what the hell is going on at the cold phase. <laughs> Shoot. Right. So November. Things have come through the pipeline. We have been having some good completions coming out the other end. The phones are quieter, absolutely. But, listeners, don't don't panic. There's a little bit of an evening out. The buyers are better buyers. They're 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 more uh, less kind of um, I say not ditzy, but less like oh quick, there's a problem there. They are more yep. considered, more considered buyers, more considered sellers. Lots of appraisals happening, which is really really good. The market continues. The market, the froth's gone out of it. I don't doubt that. And yes, it has. We've transitioned or a transitioning market, a new market, and we are finding that you're putting a property on the market at a guide price, and instead of having multiple offers and going to best and final bids, we will have one or possibly two offers, maybe three if it's a super-duper-duper property or a little cottage. Uh, but generally, it's at or below the asking price now. So those 110, 115% of the asking price, that, that has gone. We are in this new market. Uh, and and I, don't, I don't mind it. I quite like it. It's, you've got time to put properties out there, market them correctly. You've got more considered approach from buyers. Getting to know your buyers again. It's really good. Really, okay, really let's break good. some of that down. Let's break some of that down then because you said that, first of all, appraisals are busy. So yeah. let's. So are appraisals are busy with people wanting to know what their house is worth now that the market's cooling and they're considering costs from the cost of living crisis and they're sort of investigating what their options are or are they motivated because they're going to come to the market on the 2nd of Jan? Well, said they're motivated because there's a property that's come to the market that they like and we're back okay. to being the other way around and that we okay. I want to find my property first before I put mine on the market or do you know what it just feels like the right time so it's really important then what we're saying with vendors each vendor that is motivated any unmotivated un vendor you don't want at the moment it is a yeah. liability out of the way those things oh well I might sell go on with my competitor um but otherwise well, no, see, I, would, I wouldn't say that you see because i would say you want to get the stock on you oh, want to okay. get the stock on because okay. if you have the stock the buyers will come to you the buyers will find you if we all thought the same thing it would be very boring so three different things of motivation one a vendor is motivated by price they want to get the top dollar they want to get the best price yeah. they can in the marketplace totally. two they're motivated by time scale 
they have seen a house that they want to buy and there's another three people after it at the weekend so they want to get on the market and it doesn't matter if they just take a little bit beneath where their expectations or hopes were on price they want to get in a position that they can move forward on the other house and the third one is the consistency of the buyer how solid a buyer is it maybe they've got a job relocation maybe they've got a deadline that they're working towards that they need a good quality buyer so understanding the motivation of those vendors is massively important now more than ever and actually understanding that motivation that vendor will be the agent that wins in my humble opinion so talking about buyers you started to get to know buyers i think this is also really important because you've also you will still have some flaky buyers bear in mind also i still believe that we are three months ahead as an industry of the attitudes of the consumer that we're looking that we're dealing with unless they're yeah. particularly well read and yeah. they're educated into really what's going on yeah and also when you're selling a house buying a house you buy with your heart not necessarily your head for many people so therefore you've always got to give yourself a little bit of learning time so talk to me about how are you really getting to know who is going to transact in the marketplace in the next 12 weeks from a buyer's point of view so I would say you have to work it, baby. It's working that buyer. Okay. So uh, what I mean by that is it's it's back to old estate agency. It's getting to know your your hot box, whether that's a digital one or a paper one, or it's in your head or it's on your phone. Um, that would be digital, obviously. Um, so it's getting to know them. So you need to know what are they looking at. You know, have they offered on anything? Have they? You know, how many are they viewing? Is there a time frame that they've got to find by? So we will have buyers come to us and say, "I am down for a week, and I need to find a property." I'm here for a week and I will find a property and buy. And you go, that's fantastic. So I, my I'll take them for dinner. Used to, used to be, if they're cash, come in the office and I'll lock the door and you can't come out until you exactly. bought something. Exactly. You me. are in there. Yeah, exactly. 100 So it's working it. It's getting to know them. So you know that if something comes up, it's like that jigsaw puzzle. It's slotting them in. If something comes up, you know. And actually, that is back to going through your past appraisals who – those sellers will become buyers and looking and seeing if you've seen anything this year or recently that might suit that person. So I had a client who came to me, I valued their property back in the summer. They said, if this particular property comes up in this location, please contact me. Now, a lot of our CRM systems, aren't they? You kind of go, yeah, yeah, that's great. Pop it in the CRM system and off you go and do something else. There's a dangly carrot, something shiny over there and you've got on to the next thing and forgotten about them. So you have to, as an agent, have something that you can put in place to remember those uh, potential sellers and buyers, whether that's a whiteboard, which is what mm. we've gone back to. Yeah. Um, so you can put or a hot box hot or whatever it may there. be. But yeah. Um, yeah, but that really works. And something was coming up that I'd got and I thought, oh, do you know what? I think she might like that. She's gone in. She's bought it. She's actually paid the asking price. I've then listed her property. Uh, so it's it, it's just be better at what you do. Get to know your applicants. OK, so it's. A bit of internal chain building, looking at what is going on, putting yeah. people together. No moaning about stock at the moment. We said months, months and months and months talk about the shortage of stock. There's more stock coming on. We talked about the great stock mm. unlock back in the spring. And boy, is it, was that a good call by House of Property because yeah. we were there. Um, so I was uh, I was trading some guys on Tuesday this week and they said to me, Martin, what are your three killer questions for applicant qualification? I'm going to say my three you can think of another two while I'm saying the three, then that would be your challenging question of the week. You're very welcome. So the first one is, um, (laughs) my first question to understand the motivation of a purchaser is what properties have you looked at so far? 
So yeah. without even talking about my properties, what properties have you looked at so far? If they turn around and say none, you've got to question their motivation. Very early stages. Turn and say, well, we've seen three over here and one over there. Excellent. Second question was, have you made offers on those properties? And what was the outcome? And so if they turn around and say, I've made three offers and I keep missing out, their motivation is high. My third killer question would be, You've described to me what exactly what you're looking for in a property. And we've gone through not your wish list, but your need list, which is really important. I'm going to concentrate on what you really need. Um, if I produce that house for you this afternoon, would you be in a position to make an offer tomorrow? And if they said no, because I've got to go and get my mortgage sorted or something, then they're not as motivated you, or you're not as red hot as you'd like to hope so they would be my three killer questions to understanding how motivated your buyer is yeah so motivation ability and needs yeah so, yes yes like motivation like ability and needs so Man. i would also uh ask if i found something that was a little over your budget could you squeeze a little bit more oh i love that question <laughs> Because I've got something with some land and I know you really want some land, but it's just a little bit outside, a little bit above your budget. Bring your parents down. along. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's a very so that, good question. And, and also just checking out that actually they, they've got everything ready. So if they have got to have a mortgage, have they spoken to someone? Do they know how much they can borrow? If they've got the cash, can they get hold of the funds? Have they instructed a solicitor? Mm. Have they got a related sell? There's loads of things, but it's just, it's being all over those buyers, particularly if they're out there viewing in the market at the moment. And also, if a buyer makes an offer and it's well below your vendor's expectations, how you deal with that as well? Because managing expectations when we've gone from a seller's to a buyer's market is is part of our job and having difficult conversations we've talked about on previous episodes. But I would always say any offer is a good offer. Take it, talk it with the team, work it, baby. Love it. Love it. Okay. So if I could ban a sentence that keeps being said to me at the mm -hmm. moment, um, it would be, it's a difficult market, Martin. <sighs> it's a difficult market. Um, this gets on my wick. For a number of reasons. One, would somebody tell me a time, certainly over the last 25 years that I've been doing it, you've been doing it for nearly 60, um, how, many, <laughs> how many, when was it ever bloody easy, sweetheart? When was it ever bloody easy? Second thing is, there's no such thing as a difficult market. We found it hard last year to cope with the amount of inquiries that were coming in because we're pulling our hair out saying we're working long hours. And we found it hard to get houses on the market and find stock. Now we're getting stock and there's less inquiries, but we're struggling to sell houses. It's just a difficult game, isn't it? It's you know I mean? it's... Enjoy the journey, not the destination. It propagates <laughs> on my wick. But this is the thing, you can never please anyone, everyone all the time, can you? So if it's, a, like you said, hard market, it's like, oh, it's too too busy, it's too busy, it's too many hours. When it's a quiet market, oh, there's not enough sales, not enough sales happening. You have to make it. Like we're saying, you have to work it. You have to get the most, squeeze everything out of it that you can. Work and actually, it, you'll start building better relationships. I, I like a transitioning market that we're in. I like it. I like it. Now, I'm going to, because you've tried to 
put me under the bus with that difficult question. Because it's the 1st of December, um, I'm just opening my iPad because we haven't done a cheeky little quiz for a while, have we? Where well, I ask you some challenging things. And obviously, as our listeners know... We're not going know, straight to leg and breast because it's... Oh, don't! I'm waiting for oh. that one until end of the year. Um, I thought we should do an Advent quiz. Well, I was going to do an Advent quiz for you, okay? So... nothing. What is the meaning of Advent? Oh, I've got to give you some options now. Hang on. Is it A, coming, B, going, C, receiving, or D, giving? Um, Advent is um, coming up to Christmas. A, coming. God, I didn't think you'd get that. That's correct. Not about my table of own Advent calendar. One to born. Come on. Next right, one. Now, this is a quick fire one because you can't check or look at this. How many Sundays are there in Advent? Three, four, five, or six? Four. No, there's three, isn't there? No, there's uh, four, but you changed your answer. Uh, Sorry about that. Always go with you. What get. is the traditional colour of Advent? Is it red, green, purple, or yellow? Red. No, it's purple. Cabbage. That's why cabbage purple. Are you ready for this one? Think about this one, okay? Which feast follows Advent? Is it Easter, Christmas, Transfiguration, or Pentecost? Pentecost. No, it's Christmas. <laughs> at the front door. Okay, what is not sung during Sunday Mass and Advent? Is it A, Gloria, B, Creed, C, Sanctus, or D, Our Father? Gloria. Oh, damn it, yes. How'd you know that? Because I have... I remember my Latin lessons and RE spectacles. That's three out of five. That's six. That'll do me. That'll do me. I'm going to get you That's back. That's pretty good. Week. Well I'll done. I'll get you back next week. I'm very so, impressed. Two times. I want you to. I'm going to put a challenge out to you and all oh. of our listeners. Go oh, and walk God. down your high street this week, and you'll see two types of estate agents. You'll see ones that are playing on their phone, doing their nails, <laughs> chatting to the girl next to the, on the next desk or the boy. Um, and then you'll find the one that, or the person, however they'd like to be referred to. Um, and then you'll have those who are um, on it, at it, on the telephone, not ignoring that it's December, but realising that December is still a trading month. Trying to remember that Christmas <laughs> is actually the 25th of December, not the 25th of November. Um, I think there's two types of estate agents that tackle December. Those who really try and take things a little bit cooler in December and think to themselves, I will, I've worked so hard this year. I'll rest a little bit, recharge the batteries and hit the new year running. And it takes them until, we talked about this last year, it takes them two or yeah. three weeks into the new year yeah. to steamroll back up the fifth gear. And there's those that maybe drop from fifth to fourth because the market's a little bit quieter. It keeps their foot to the floor and hits the new year running. These yeah. three weeks in December, running up to Crimbo, these three weeks, um, for me, are vital to how you hit the new year running. How you, if you totally. launch with loads of stock, you launch with no stock, whatever it may be, loads of buyers, um, these three weeks are vital. So go and have a look at your estate agents and work out who is in which camp. So we're told, aren't we, at this time of the year that you've got to be planning for next year and then people mm. forget about December. And that's totally what you what you mean, isn't it? Mm, uh, yeah, we should it? be reviewing and our, our actually excellent advice, which has been year in, year out on House of Property, is what are you going to stop? What are you going to start? Stop, start, continue. And what are you going to continue, continue with? Yeah. 
So that's a Just really off the this morning, that, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit rubbish, actually. I, I was Try again. Try again. <laughs> when are we going to stop? When are we going to start? When are we going to continue? That's yes. better. That's better. Okay. But I also think you should be asking the questions a little bit deeper. So around that is, what do you think is going well right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. What's not going so well? Because we're always patting ourselves on the back and going, we're number one on right move, we're doing that. But actually, we need to address what's not going so well at the minute. Because if you can address that, you can take action and you can stop, start or continue with it. So yeah. I think you can use, the, you know, drill those down. I think you also need to look at, your wins and we've talked about celebrating the the wins haven't we shouting the successes before but you also need to look at what have you what have you done really well yourself but also you as a team over the year because january was an awfully long time ago and i tell you yeah. what it's been a massive year of change actually isn't it you know no one likes change apart from wet babies and i keep using that now um, i wonder who gave me that line um the but apart from wet babies, you don't like changing. This year has been the year of change. We talked about it. We foresaw it all the way. To, no one understood that Kamikaze Quase was going to crash the markets. Um, but we all knew it was going to change. And it has changed massively. And when you actually look back, we've come a long way. Oh, I feel like I'm welling up, like I'm watching Strictly or something. Um, it's been a long year. It's been a long year. So looking at... Uh, so I have a bit of an issue. You know that I love planning and business planning. Yeah. But the trouble is that you do all these plans and then shit happens. I mean, life happens, doesn't it? You know, other gets stuff in the gets way. in the way. Gets in the way. Yeah. In the way. Um, and then people sometimes then lose heart in their plans if they mm. decide to take them out of the top drawer and actually look at them um, and not just do the tick box exercise. But so I've decided that a plan is not only just to be lived to by the letter the letter of it, but actually is goals to point us in the right direction of where we want to be going. Is that old thing about in business where if you understand the destination, you can work the journey back. Where do you want to be and what do I need to do to try and get to that point? Yeah. Um, but you do naturally do this, don't you? And I think that's, if you said to me, what is the greatest lesson? I was expecting that when you were talking about. Oh, sorry, I, I, I didn't get to that. Yeah, I didn't get you to that. You never got that. If you're asking me what, if you were to ask me, Katie Griffin, what is my greatest lesson of 2022? Sorry. It would be um, that stuff happens and it takes you off course. Um, yeah. And you have to try and um, get yourself back on course as long as you know where mm. you're going. And sometimes that destination shifts to the right or shifts to the left. But you're yeah. going in the right direction. And I think that's the important part. And that's why plans are so massively important. And plans shouldn't just be put together in December for January. And you go, oh, that's nice. And then popped in the drawer and you don't look at them again. These plans need mm. to be shared with your team. They need to be reviewed. They need to be checked. Now, I know that you can spend a long time looking at your core logs, looking at where your leads have come from. You can do all that and get move away from selling and, and, and you know, and letting. Um, so it's important, you know, that you do this in, in modicum. Yeah. So in moderation. But you need to review that plan. Don't just stick it away and don't. So how it. often do, should one review one's plan? Well, I I look at it weekly because I want to make sure that okay. I'm on track. Yeah. 
So you but will look I've at your... lots of things in place this year to try and be a better business person. Yeah. Okay. So, I, but I've also then got more things that I've got to review. So I was discussing it yesterday with one of my um, mentees, and I was talking to her and, and saying, that, "Look, I've got a list of all these things that I've got to review because you've got to look at your AML." You've got to revise your AML. You've got to look at your right to rent checks. Have you changed your contract since the carbon monoxide uh, changes came in in the 1st of October? Because you need to be looking at your landlord's terms of business. Um, yeah. you know, are you are you digitalizing these? What's your green policy? If someone asks you about your recycling or your, uh, your walk to work policy, what have you got? Um, yeah. Offices are reopened. Lots, you know, we've talked again about this. But right have you got a checklist when you come in? Have you got your terms of business? Have you got your latest PI up on the wall? Have you got your company's name under the company's act that you're meant yeah. to be displaying um, and your company registration? Have you reviewed your website again? The list goes on. Do you have a disaster recovery plan if your phones go down like ours went down again yesterday? You know, what happens if a photocopier stops working? You know, what's your, how are you going to print your stuff? Are you going to yeah. print your stuff? with a, a digital company now, are you not going to print at all? If there's just, the list goes on and on and on. Have you got contact details of all your, your team? Have you got their birthdays so you know that you can celebrate with them? You know, have you got their you know, next of kin contact details if the worst happens? Have you reviewed your safety policy? I could go on. So as a business owner, all these things never stop. Wow. I know, sorry, I'm exhausted now. <laughs> feel like I want to give up, to be honest. <laughs> no, but it is important. No, you, don't. Isn't it? No, you no, don't. It is important. And a lot of those things you do, I mean, you've listed a huge length of list mm. there, but you used to talk about a Monday morning job that you just went yeah. through and just walked through the job. office when you arrived at 10 past seven and just had a quick look at those things and mentally ticked them off <laughs> in your own Those were the days. Mind. Those were the those days. Pre-children. Yes. So, so you go through and have a look and check yeah. things off, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, so your business plan, and maybe we need to do a whole show on this. I don't know, because I yeah. think it's important. It'd be interesting if people want to know this or not. But I think your business plan falls into two sections. There's a written element to it. So yeah. I want to review um, what I'm talking about when I'm pitching in the lounge. I want to talk. I want to review how I'm negotiating and the skills of negotiating. Do I need to skill up on negotiating? How do I convince my vendor to take a lower offer? How do I talk my buyer up? in terms of being able to get a better uh, offer out of them how i want to improve my um uh, reduce my fall through rate what can i do differently during the sales progression pro process to improve my fall through rate? there's that verbal written element to it with goals and strategies and dates yeah. and milestones strategy isn't it strategy that's the word strategy then but then also i always work very closely on stats and figures so understanding how many market appraisals i want what conversion rate yeah. should i be hitting what instructions will that then give me and so what do i start stop and continue to improve my conversion rate or maintain it depending on the market conditions mm. then look at my instructions to grow sales so sales that i offers properties that i get an offer on them on them and what am i doing in terms of my start stop continue on vendor contact on negotiating on really good quality viewing feedback then looking at gross sales to exchanges and the ratio that i'm doing there and understanding how do i tee up a sale what is my memorandum of sale looking like which solicitors am i dealing with is there do i need to try and influence my parties to be using certain conveyances because they're more proactive than others and then working all those conversions through and the amounts of figures in there 
looking at my average fee and thinking to myself, right, does my average fee need to go up because my costs have gone up? Uh, yeah. Is my average fee under attack? And therefore, how do I defend my fee? Um, do I drop my fee and be the cheapest in town? Could be a strategy for somebody. I would be concerned about that because the following day, somebody else will be the next cheapest in town. No. But, you know, people like to be cheap. Um, so I would say, Martin, and so that, you, the but business plan, I would have said, mine has the figures in it, yeah? Yep. But my strategy, i.e. how am I going to deliver that, is is not part of my business plan. Okay. Because my business plan is my figures. Fine. That's yeah. interesting. See, that's good. You see, so you so you keep them completely separate. Yeah. So it's Excellent. like how I, this is my this is what I want to do. This is what I want to achieve my financials, and then the strategy is how am I going to do it? Super. Yeah. And do you for the financials? The do you set those? Or maybe it's not the question to ask a business owner on public um, in the public <laughs> forum. But um, some people will set those uh, collaboratively as part of their team and involve their team with the figures. Some will set it and then expect the team to deliver it. Do you have an opinion on either of those ways? So I have always, as a business owner, kept all my financials to me, yeah? Yeah. But actually, I am going to be sharing out with my team what the number of appraisals we need to do. It's that triangle, isn't it, that estate agents always look at, okay? And you write down how many appraisals you've got, what percentage you convert, so what you're going to list, what percentage you then go on to actually agree a sale on, and then your completions. Now, I've yep. discovered, okay, you can do this digitally because you've always, I've always done it, you know, like, like little that. Excel thing, but actually, mm -hmm. or handwritten it, but actually I've discovered this really cool thing called Fee Street, okay? And this is through Fee the Guild because I'm a Fee Street, okay? Mm -hmm. I'll put a link in the box. I, I don't know whether it's available to... To every, I'm a guild member and I get this as part of my guild membership. This is not about promoting the guild, but I've just seen Fee Street and I really like it. And this is only a tiny little element on it. And I've gone, oh my God, I really like this. So you can put in, so talk about fees, you can mm -hmm. check back through what your average fee has been this year. Mine has been 1.27%. You can put that in and I'm going to go, actually, I really want to push it to 1.35, okay? Because we know that you, even if you want an average fee of 1.5, you've got to go higher, yeah? yeah? So if I want an average fee of 1.35, that's fantastic. Yes, I would love to say I want to get 2% or I want to double my fee every time to 2.25. That just ain't going to happen, yeah? But it's worth so, putting those figures in your digital thing yeah. to actually, or your Excel document to be able to yeah. see what it could be and yes. how much, how, li how if you tweak. could get that, yeah, tweak it or even better, how about if you doubled your fee and half the amount of business you had to do? Well, I know. Well, we all want to earn more money. Well, we probably don't. My goal is to earn more money this year. So that <laughs> I've got to sell more houses and I've got to put my fees up. Because if I can do a combination of the two, then that's happy days, winner, winner. Yeah. Yeah. So and on Fee Street, you can alter that. You can alter the percentages. You can you can even go, I want to turn over £750,000 this year. And then it drops down and says, well, that means you've got to do 15 appraisals a week. Yeah, and it works so now for I, Love Yeah, that. I really like it. And that's I'm what's really, really loving important. that. And you can do that on yeah. Excel, but you remember the Guild, yeah. did you say? Yeah. Um, the <laughs> um, the uh, fee, fee Street is what it's called. Fee Street. Fee, street like that That's yeah i think good. it's dan dan pepperell's idea originally so i'm going to tag dan in so he's got that but i've just i've only oh, just started dan. using it because you you know what it's like you you just there's lots of things out there and you've got to wade through the noise and see what's working for you and that's yeah. one of the things we're going to talk about on future shows isn't it is actually just coming back going do you know what i've seen this little bit of kit and i quite like it what is all fur coat and no knickers 
Um, can you say that nowadays? <laughs> Maybe not. I apologise if anyone was offended. Um, but I'll make it feel better because I want you to ask them one question for me. What do you want, Snowman? Say to the other. Very crispy from the tree. Um, <laughs> what do you want, Snowman? Say to the other. Do you smell I don't know. Do you smell carrots? Can I just say, I, I would have said you scored 60% on your quiz, yeah? But I think that's only a 50%er, Jake-wise. Yeah, I think yeah. there's been better. I think you can smash it out the park better. I'm yeah, that's your challenge now. Tom or David to tell me better dad jokes. I'm so looking forward <laughs> to this dad joke. <sighs> so I think that just about wraps us up for this week. We've given you lots and lots and lots of inspiration, lots of ideas. And we are going to continue doing that because we are at House of Property all about helping others prepare. Just, just say, hop. hop. Helping others Helping prepare. others prepare. Yeah. House of Property. Okay. Love so that. we are going to be doing some daily inspiration for you. Now, that might, that's through December, okay? We're not doing 12 days of Christmas. We're doing the whole of December to keep you on track and keep you there. So you are not that agent that, as Martin says, has their nails done, although some of us do need our nails done. Um, well, you are that agent that is absolutely on it. And when you get your daily, daily dose of inspiration from House of Property, because we are all about helping others prepare through December so we can hit 2023 absolutely sprinting away so watch out for that we've got a little bit of homework and preparation to do which as you know at house of property mm, comes easy <laughs> so if you understand the destination you will get to where you're going there might be some little meanders in the road but that is the takeaway for this week get planning make sure you're on it have a little look at fee street do the advent quiz Get better than Martin and we will see you next week. Take care and have a good week.